Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, aired right here on the ever-popular Blog Talk Radio Network. We are so excited to be featured live globally. We want to welcome everyone to this national show for the entire community. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is for all of us. We're bringing an array of topics and discussions to the table. We aim to deliver thought-provoking discussions that will hopefully impact and shape lives in a positive manner. Stay connected with the show, and please share us with everyone you know. Today, we have a successful and influential business entrepreneur with us, Deshaun Bullard. Deshaun Bullard will join us to discuss her success, her personal inspirations, and her take on hair. This show is for all established or emerging entrepreneurs, and also for those who love hair. Deshaun will share her own pearls of success with all of us. This in-depth conversation will be groundbreaking. Text and call all of your friends and tell them to join the show right now. The business mogul Deshaun Bullard is with us. Knowledge is power, and sharing knowledge is key. Deshaun is an example of real-life success. She is a shining light. Excellent, excellent, excellent. At the end of this show, we will feature a live, never before heard on this radio show, spoken word by the celebrated poet Paula Edwards. Paula Edwards, this young woman is so gifted. You have to stay with us to hear her own original work. You will be impressed, certainly. Right now, it's shout-out corner time. Shout-out corner time. This is the time where we briefly say hello and express acknowledgments to our loyal listeners and supporters worldwide. First up, hello to Ms. Sandra Harris. Mrs. Sandra Harris out of Columbia, South Carolina, a very well-respected retired educator. Thanks for keeping us tuned in. Also, Hello to the beautiful members of Henry County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Again, Henry County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Keep shining, ladies. Also, lastly, hello to the members of St. Andrew AME Church in Memphis, Tennessee. Members of St. Andrew AME Church in Memphis, Tennessee, thank you for the members that have joined us on the Blog Talk Network. I appreciate you, and thanks for all your emails and your acknowledgments to what we're doing on this show. Do you want a shout-out from Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton? Or do you want to tell the world about your social club? Is your church having an upcoming event you want the world to know about? Do you want to tell us about your favorite honor student, your niece, your nephew, your godson? Share your good news with us. Simply email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Again, that's L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-S-H-A-N-A at gmail.com. And I promise we will share your fantastic news with our listening audience. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for today's show. Our words of inspiration. This is a segment on the show where I provide quotations and statements I personally find profound. Today, we have the famous martial arts figure, Bruce Lee, who once said, Always be yourself. Express yourself. Have faith in yourself. 
Do not go out and look for a successful personality and duplicate it. I'm going to echo these words again because today's show is about success and entrepreneurship and reaching and accomplishing everything you want with our featured guests. But the quote from Bruce Lee said, always be yourself, express yourself, have faith in yourself. Do not go out and look for a successful personality and duplicate it. The words speak for themselves. There's no need to have copycats out there. Be you. Do you. And express and show the world your talents and gifts. And always stay persistent. Wonderful and beautiful quote from the late, great Bruce Lee. The topic of today is success, success, success. Almost everyone wants success to some degree. Well, today we have the honor of learning from a highly successful person. She will inspire us all. Deshaun Bullard. Deshaun Bullard is with us for an exclusive interview. Deshaun Bullard made hair a business, a booming one. She advocates living out your dreams through pursuing your passion. After graduating from college, Deshaun Bullard, like many new graduates, went to work for corporate America as a computer programmer, where she worked for several years. However, her true passion for the beauty industry kept calling, and she chose to follow her dream. Today, CEO Deshaun Bullard provides recession-proof products and services that gross over a million dollars a year. Following in the footsteps of black history icon Madam C.J. Walker, the renowned entrepreneur Deshaun Bullard continues to broaden the distribution of Neurostress Perfect Hair Products, the company she founded in 1998. The popularity of her products allowed her to team up with the Grammy Award-winning songstress Tion T-Boss Watkins, who had become the face and national spokesperson for Neurostress Perfect Hair Products in 2008. Her products, which received an Essence Magazine Beauty Award in 2011, actually is distributed nationally in major retail stores such as JCPenney's, Target, and Walgreens with international distribution in countries such as Canada, the U.K., and Africa. Deshaun has made several television appearances as a guest hairstylist on TBS and on the show that is titled Movie and a Makeover, which I love that show. And she has worked with such celebrities as T-Boss of TLC, the beautiful actress Lynn Whitfield, singers Betty White, Dottie Peoples, LaShawn Pace, and Dorothy Norwood. Salon Sense Magazine named her as one of the most influential women in the beauty industry for five consecutive years. This is a businesswoman and a famous hairstylist, and I am so excited to have Deshaun with us today on Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hello, Deshaun Bullard. How are you today? Hello, Shayna. How are you? I am wonderful. Oh, I am so excited with joy that you are with us. You are so well-respected by so many people on an international level, and we're excited that you're going to share some pearls of success and tips on hair and everything else we get into with with our listeners. Yes, ma'am. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. Awesome. Well, first off, I did introduce them uh, to you and told them all about your success, but tell us briefly about your path to becoming the successful entrepreneur and famed hairstylist, Deshaun Bullard. Well, you know, Shana, most people don't, well, most people don't know about me is I went to college first. So I went yeah. to college. I'm, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Yay. I left home, of course, like 
you know, any other high school graduate to go away to college at Tuskegee University. Mm -hmm. And my path was set out to become a a computer programmer. Mm -hmm. Once I graduated from college, I moved to Atlanta, and I did exactly that. I was a computer programmer for about seven years. Okay. I was the girl that was on the college campus that was doing everybody's hair when I was there. Oh, wow. But you know how some parents look at the beauty industry like it's just like a beauty school dropout? Yes. You've only seen or heard the negative side of mm-hmm. the industry. Yes. We're never really told what you can actually become yes. that's bigger in the industry instead of just standing behind the chair. True. So after I graduated and worked as a software designer for seven years, I was trying to think, should I go get my master's? Should I go to beauty school? Okay. I was so, so torn because of the negative connotations that uh, a hairstylist had. Okay. It was my husband who had his PhD who said, look, you're so good at hair, you just need to go back to uh, beauty school. Mm. I went to cosmetology school, graduated from cosmetology school, and from there, I uh, a door opened, door after door after door just kept opening. So I'd say that it was wow. in my plan, in God's plan for yes. me to uh, move from corporate to entrepreneurship in the beauty industry. Yes. And it was just my leap of faith to say, okay, I'm going to quit my job in 1997 as a computer programmer and work full-time as a uh, stylist. That doors began to open. I had the opportunities to work with major hair product companies that they shipped me to the Virgin Islands. And I wow. And I was teaching. And from there, the doors opened to teach at Bronner Brother. And then from there, of course, you know, celebrities come and all of yes. that. Yes. Uh, kind of my path and how I got there. Well, Deshaun, and, and I'm so intrigued with your leap of faith because you, like so many of us, you're saying, I was in corporate America, I was doing everything that we're taught. You know, a lot of times the schools or colleges will push, go work for corporate America, wear the suits. But it seems like it was always in your spirit or your soul to go into the hair industry. And, and, and I want to say this, be so thankful that you had a supportive spouse who said, go out and live out your dreams. So fortunate for that. Exactly. And I think what most people don't do, Shana, is that we don't plan. Yes. When I decided I was going to leave the industry, I didn't just quit my job. I took a leave of absence. Okay. Is what okay. I did. And Smart. I had already uh, been working uh, part-time as a hairstylist, and I was uh, I paid off all of my bills while I Smart. was working. I was working part-time as a hairstylist. I took the money that I made working part-time as a stylist to pay off all of my bills. Okay. Once I did that, I then assessed the amount of money I was making doing it part-time and said, okay, so now all my bills are paid off. So I was able to present a plan to my husband to say, look, I want to leave my job. Okay. But all of my bills are paid off, and whatever things that I need to pay, I still have, I can still make that money even part-time. And if I do it full-time, then I think we could do it. And he said, you know, will you show me your plan? Yes. Let's do it. I went to my job. I told them, you know, I resigned. But I even resigned with an open door because at that time I was um, 30. Okay. And I said, I'll give myself five years because if it didn't work, okay. I have to come back. But I remember hearing the voice of the Lord so clear. Okay. Because I was really torn. I was really torn. All right. And he said that during this leave of absence, I have showed you how you can make it. Yes. Even then, I still had doubt, like, oh, maybe I need to just go back and still do a part-time. He said, well, you can go back. You can go back, but just okay. don't tell nobody you trust me. Okay. Oh, wow. Don't, don't go and tell anybody you trust me, but you can go back 
And when I heard that, I just said, you know, I turned into resignation. And, mm, uh, this just, is I even told them, I said, look, I have to do this. I give myself five years. And then they said, there's always an open door to come back. And I remember going back. And they said, are you coming back to your job? I said, no, I'm coming to make a deposit into my mm. credit union account. No, I am not coming back. I'm coming back. Wow. Look at this. And, you know, it, it reminds me of a conversation, Sean, what you're saying. I had a an evangelist on who travels the world speaking to women in men's conferences. And she said, having faith, having faith in anything, yourself, your career, is believing God can do everything but fail. And your life is living proof of that. Yes. And, and a plan. I, I, you know, yes. as Christians, you know, you hear God said to uh, quit my job. But what, what we'll do is we'll just go quit. Okay, yes. Out for dinner, and if I say, Shana, I'm going to invite you to my house for dinner. Yes. Or even schedule an appointment. You're going to say what day and what time. Yes. So when we hear the voice of the Lord, and I heard his voice, I then said, okay, Lord, I hear you to leave, so now. Tell me when. And it took about two years because I had friends who said, I thought you said you were going to quit. I thought you said you were going to quit. Okay, okay. I said, I am. I am at the right time. That's so right. Just, just just plan. So a strategy. Also about still having a plan. I think we just think mm. a leap of faith with no plan, but you still have to have a plan. You've got to have one. You've got a plan. Awesome information, Deshaun. And I was about to ask you, but it seems like you answered it already. Do you have any advice? For an aspiring entrepreneur, because you've you've been there years ago. You know what it's like to have a dream and a passion. And we've got a lot of listeners out there of all ages and individuals who may even be in their 50s or 60s still wanting to establish that business and live out their passion. What brief advice do you have for them? I know have a plan. Anything else that you really wish someone could have put in words for you when you think back to the beginning of your career in the hair industry? I can give, like you said, have a plan. Of course, that's number one. Mm-hmm. But just know that um, to start, start small. A lot of okay. us want to become an entrepreneur. We want to be millionaires overnight. Yes. It does not happen overnight. Okay. And you have to put the time in. Okay. So start, start small. If it's something you want to do, you know, it's something that can, we have the internet available to us now. Yes. Start something online. Start something that's mobile. Yes. We don't always have to have a building. A lot of times we think, oh, I need to move here. Yes. A lot of times we want to just be bigger. You know, we want to skip the stairs. If it's 10 stairs, we want to jump to number eight, and we don't want to start at the bottom. So mm. I say take pride in Step one. Okay. Be the best at step one and look and prepare for growth. Excellent, excellent. I hope everyone is taking their notes because business mogul Deshaun Bullitt is giving us great information that we really can apply. Sharing knowledge is key. Deshaun, this is a tough one for you. And and I always ask individuals, I come across this, and they're like, oh, Shannon, don't ask me that. But it's a tough one, but you may already have the perfect answer for you. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> is a tough one, but however, I do have an answer. All right. <laughs> so, uh, of course, you know, I, I own the hair product line, and yes. I, I, the salons, I own all of that, but after I get my uh, final mass distribution to the level that I really want, I actually want to open up a beauty school. Wow. And I want to open up a beauty school because I think that the students or our youth today I want to show them a different light because I think what most the reason why I want to open up a school is because I think people think to come into the beauty industry is just about standing behind the chair. Okay. You no, know, there's photographers. Yes. Um, that 
only photograph hair hair shots. That's right. You know, there's beauty editors like Susan Taylor. Yeah. She was a hairstylist that write for beauty uh, beauty that write beauty segments at major magazines. That's right. So there's so many different things that you could do. You could work on television television sets. That's right. You could, or you could stand behind a chair. You could own a salon, but we kind of just look at those two things as just the bottom level. So I do want to open a school. Oh, wow. To give back and to give teach back. other hair. Wow. You're always visionary. Always. Yeah. Well, now, Deshaun, you know, I cannot have you come on this show, okay? You are a booming business mogul. Everybody knows you. You've got a large company that makes a lot of profit. But, you know, I've got to have the female in me that wants to talk about hair. Is that okay? <laughs> Great. So, obviously, a businesswoman and a hairstylist to the stars and a lot of great people. And you're a highly sought-out hairstylist. Now, from a professional perspective, describe healthy hair. What is healthy hair? Healthy hair is hair that is, you know, we describe it as, let me just try to get the term down. We we describe it in, in the beauty industry as tensile, tensile strength. Okay. Hair that if you pull one strand of hair off of your own head mm-hmm. and try to pull it, the the uh the inability for for it to pop, you know, and break. Okay. Healthy hair is hair that is shiny, it is uh movable, it okay. is soft, um we have a, a term that we use, the hair you wear should be your own and it should be healthy and strong, whether it's short, medium, or long. Okay. Healthy hair doesn't mean that it's long. Okay. Not necessarily short. Healthy hair is hair that is shiny and it's, it's strong. Okay. So, it's, so it, it, it's strong hair. You're saying it's not weak, it's not easily, that's going to easily break off or pop off. Right. Okay, okay. And it doesn't make a difference. It could be short. And, I, and remember, I'm not talking about... Uh, texture, and I'm not talking about density. Yes. Because you may have fine hair and it's healthy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You may have medium hair and it's healthy. You may have coarse hair and it's healthy. Those are the different, you know, types of hair. Okay. You can have fine hair and it can still be healthy. That's right. And so you're saying, and and, and we know there was a, a period um, in our culture and this nation where certain type of hair on different individuals or minorities or African Americans in particular was considered better than others, if you will. There were people that thought that. You're saying as a professional, it doesn't matter if it's coarse or fine. That doesn't necessarily determine the healthiness of it. It, it does not. Okay. And that's important to note. Right. You can have coarse hair and it could be brittle. It could be dry. Okay. It could have patches. But okay. But natural texture, the way it grows, can be coarse, but it's actually, you know, not in good health. I see. In your body. Because hair is an extension of your health. Yes. Well, that's the reason why we really focus on the body, because if you if you notice if someone is sick, it really shows in the external. It does. You know, it does. The eyes, it's showing their hair. The skin. Mm-hmm. Because it's an extension of your health. So healthy body produces healthy hair. So whether you have, uh, in cosmetology school, we have the textures. Well, here we have it straight, wavy, curly, or overly curly. I see. One of so the two. Pinky. So it doesn't make a difference whether you have what we call quote unquote good hair. Okay. You no know, wavy hair. Whatever that is, yeah. <laughs> That's not necessarily healthy. But now, Deshaun, what's the best thing a woman or a man, because I want to include the men in this conversation too, obviously, and I'm sure you have male clients that come in. What's the best thing a man or a woman can do to maintain healthy hair? The best thing that they can do is to make sure that the scalp, which we call the scalp, the environment, okay. kind of like grass, you know, the environment. Um, when you plant 
grass in the ground, before you plant the grass in the ground, the ground has to be, even the dirt has to be prepared to receive the seed so that the grass can grow up. Okay. Our The scalp is the area, like the ground, that houses our hair. Okay. So the best thing a man and a woman can do is make sure to keep the scalp clean and healthy by doing a weekly or biweekly shampoo and condition. Okay. So making sure they wash the scalp, keeping yeah, that in sure okay. Make sure the scalp, the scalp, because if you have a scalp that is full of debris, mm-hmm. then you put the hair at risk because now the environment is not healthy to keep the hair, you know, healthy. I see. So make sure we're keeping a clean scalp. Now, we talked about the best thing they can do to maintain its healthiness of the hair, but what's the biggest mistake you see men or women do to hair? Because as a professional, you're trained on so many levels. You know, you've had to have seen clients, you're like, oh, no. What, what do you hate to see as a professional walk through your door when you look at hair? Um, w- women who don't want to comb their hair. <laughs> Wait a minute. There are women that do that? <laughs> well, unfortunately, in the African-American race, we wear a lot of weed because the yes. most, what I hear the most from women is, I don't want to do my hair. Okay. I don't have time to fool with my hair. Busy, busy. But the, exactly. So what they do is they just put a weed on top of it, and then they just cover it up. And the worst thing a woman can do is just put a weed in her hair and wear it. For the whole year, 365 oh, days. Of and I've heard people do this. They do. They do. They keep their hair covered up all the time. They never wear their own hair at all. So, you know, I really, really don't like that because anything in excess, it's going to be a problem. Yes. You know, anything in excess, you have to give your hair um, room to breathe, your scalp, you know, um, pulling tight like that. And, and and there's a big debate in the beauty industry about that because some women, they don't like that. And then even the wigs because now you're wearing a wig every single day around your temples. So to me, the worst thing I see for women today, uh, then I'll get to the men, for women today mm-hmm. is that they don't want to wear their own hair at all. Zero. They'll go natural and yes. they put on a wig because now they have right. and they can't comb it. That's right. I see that a lot also. You know? So um, so that's the worst thing that I can see for women. And for men, I think for men, I think what men have to understand is that um, they, even though they wear, wear, may wear their hair shorter than women, okay. that you still need to shampoo and condition your scalp. I see. Because a lot of men are going bald now yeah. and losing their hair because they, uh, number one, the, the guys are younger wearing braids now, so that's a form of pulling. Okay, that's right. right. So now you see younger men uh, baldy early or thinny early uh, because of the braids and the locks and the twists. Yes, I see. And then they don't use the right type of shampoo. They may use soap or whatever is in the shower okay. to shampoo their hair. But there is a regimen that men have to use, too. They have to do a weekly shampoo. And not the conditioner that women do because that's mainly for the hair. Okay. A, a, a definitely a leave-in after you shampoo. Nice. Good information. So men take care of your hair also. Now, Deshaun, I want to talk about natural hair right now because it's a very popular trend and always has come back and forth. You know, we've seen it some in the 70s. It died down and it's back. And you always have had women who've kept the natural uh, hairstyles. And, oh, so many of them are beautiful also. I want to say that, the hairstyles, the natural hairstyles. But I've got to know this because I've got a lot of friends who just assume, well, I'm wearing my hair natural. I'm not putting a relaxer or perm in it, but it's healthy. I need for you to talk right now to our listeners and tell them, and I don't know the answer to this, is natural. Natural hair always necessarily healthy. And I want to know your take on no, this trend. No, okay. no. That is the biggest myth. This 
is what I say, Shannon. Everybody is not meant to have a relaxer. Okay. Everybody is not meant to wear their hair uh, natural. Yes, okay. Sure. We have seen some women who have gone natural, and their hair has actually been too dry. Oh. The the women can't really uh, get enough moisture in it. Okay. And therefore, it, it really, really breaks. And then we have, but we have seen it on the flip side, too. We've seen women who have worn relaxers, relaxers and it has done the same thing to their hair. Uh, yes. And they need to come out. Okay. It's just based on texture. So natural hair doesn't mean that it's healthy, but for some people, it can mean that it's healthier because you should not have worn a relaxer anyway. I see. So I it see. is a case-by-case basis. You do have to look at your texture of hair. I the see. whole purpose of a relaxer anyway was just to provide us with manageability. Yes. I would be the first to say that we have relaxed wrong in the past by relaxing okay. our hair bone straight. Okay. I think what the natural, uh, what it, it the, you know, being natural and everyone going natural, I think what it has done for us is brought an awareness that, um, our tools have changed. Okay. Um, in the back of the day, we would relax our hair like bone straight. Yes, only yes. Had, you know, 700-watt blow dryer, <laughs> a little on and off switch, you know, curling iron. Not, not a curl in sight. <laughs> exactly. Curl in sight. You're right. But today, our blow dryers are 2,000 watts. We have flat irons that go up to 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Yes. So what I think what we're seeing now in the beauty industry is we have to go back and relax properly. Yes. Only relaxing your hair maybe for some people thirty percent. Okay. Some people fifty percent. Okay. Some people sixty percent. Okay. But leaving a little bit of weight in the hair so that when you use your tools like that two thousand watt blow dryer that, that straightens out natural hair. Yes. You know, that you can um keep the hair healthy. And it just depends on where you are too. What Jana. And and you and everyone I want to echo what Deshaun just said that Having natural hair is not necessarily mean it's healthy hair. Or she's not saying, and, I, and, and let me know if I'm right, as we begin to wrap up, Deshaun, you're saying it's, a relaxer may not be the bad, evil beast for every woman, and natural hair may not be the option for every woman. It's on a case-by-case basis, correct? Okay. And I want that to be said because, you know, I think we almost see, and we'll have to bring you back on, that's a whole nother conversation because you've blessed us with so much great information. But a lot of people assume my hair is natural, it's natural, the relaxer permits the evil beast, but you're saying just because it's natural without a relaxer doesn't mean it's healthy. Right, we see more women, we're starting in the salon, we're starting to see more women come back and say, I can't do it, my hair is worse off before I've done it. I see. Years, and now I'm embarrassed that I've got to go back. And I said, don't be embarrassed. Now what That's we right. do is we'll just texturize your hair, which is relaxing your hair. Beautiful. About 40% just to give you a little bit more manageability. Beautiful. Deshaun, we're going to have to have you back on, but before we get out of here, please tell the listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton how they can learn more about you and your company and products. They can find out more about me and my products at our website, and our website is nuritress.com, and nuritress is spelled N-O-U-R-I-T-R-E-S-S.com. Excellent. Deshaun, thank you. Promise me you'll come back on and share more knowledge. I promise. I would love it. I enjoyed the conversation so much. Oh, thank you. You are a successful entrepreneur and a role model for every one of us. Keep shining, young lady. Love you, Deshaun. Thank you. Pray for me. Always. All right. What a dynamic guest. Deshaun Bullard, the hair industry leader and business mogul. I had a great conversation with her today. Right now, we are quickly approaching the end of the show. As promised, we will feature live poetry from poet Paula Edwards. First, let me tell you some pertinent information about Paula. 
Paula Edwards is an author and spoken word artist known as Classy Poet to her fans. Please listen up right now. She will take us home. But before we get out of here, quick note, the next show will be Friday, July 26th at 1.30 p.m. Paula, take us home. Send me a good man. Send me a good man. Not just for the exterior, but I want his interior to be just like yours. Loving me from the start, giving me all of his heart. Send me a good man. Where his love is unconditional and he doesn't treat me like some 30-day trial. Wanting to test me before he says I do. I want him to make my mind, body, and heart smile as he wears me like a crown. For he would know my worth. Simply because you, you created me from the earth. And when he would appraise me, he would know that I am more precious than any ruby, pearl, or diamond ring. Send me a good man. Not just a 6'1", 180-pound, muscle-bound man that makes me want to speak in tongues. But someone who reminds me of your son, who will treat me like the queen that I am, taking walks in the park while holding my hand. Lord, please send me that kind of man. Someone who is suitable for me that will honor me as royalty. I'm not talking about someone worshiping me like some kind of deity, but where's humility like a robe and that makes integrity his abode? Not someone whose middle name is liar, murderer, adulterer, unfaithfulness trying to drive me insane, but someone who would take our wedding vows seriously until he hits the grave. 